Hey, Rick, welcome to the uh, Laughing Monkey Music Show. How are you doing today, brother? Man, I'm doing great. How are you doing? Doing good. So we okay, are going to talk days, about... Right, right. I right. know a few uh, <laughs> touch and go. We're going to kind of go over some of your... Uh, you got a lot of new stuff out. Maybe right. over some of the little shuffling of you had some records that kind of were hard to find at times, and now it seems like they're popping up more and more online. So maybe, right. other stuff yeah. so maybe we can kind of just go over that and see else, what else is out there. Um, let's... And actually, another question for you too. Before I forget, we'll start there. What is the American Outlaw guitar? Yeah, that? that's a buddy of mine. He makes uh, he makes uh, they're kind of road worn guitars. They're uh, really cool guitars. They're neck through yeah. uh, neck through Telecaster bodies, and uh, you know he makes a little bit of everything. But his uh, it's called a J five. It's a neck through Tele, and uh, I was wanting a Tele, but they yeah. uh, you know a humbucker, just one humbucker, nothing else, just for the just for cause and uh yeah. it turned out to be awesome now he's made me seven so <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty funny yeah because i was on the page i was looking at the gallery i didn't see really any of the guitars and stuff it was kind of vague i was like oh i want to see some pictures of the guitars right so i'll, I'll, I'll send you a pile of them <laughs> yeah send me some pictures i want to check it out right so that's pretty cool so when we're done with this all the stuff we talk about we're gonna put the links underneath on the channel and then eventually when it goes up on Utah, the podcast everything will be there so anybody okay. can just click on the links from here Go right to this stuff, okay? Right on. Let's let's just jump right into this new album you got, man. It's slamming. Cool. I like so, it. <laughs> let's talk about let's talk about it, man. Right. When did you start when did you start working on it, writing it before the COVID disaster? Uh, yeah, it was right before um, right before the COVID thing kicked in. Uh, we'd been we'd been out riding uh, the grind record for like three years, you know, and that's kind of unheard of these days. But you know, it just it was we called it the little record that could. It just kept uh, kept going, and we kept playing off of it, and. Uh, came home and started writing and uh i just wanted to do uh just something you know different i didn't want to do another you know emn exactly like the last one or you know yeah. uh and I, I just sat down with the guys i said man i'd just like to come at the whole you know the whole record as not we're a hair band or a metal band or right. a, a whatever just just good music rock and roll music gut music uh street music whatever you want to call it and um i just everything from the drum fills coming in to breaks to how many times we tagged the courses. I just wanted to just change it just to get a little bit, something different, catch people yep. off guard and, and just to do something different. I'd say, dude, I mean, I felt like not the sound of, but it felt like, like in some parts, you, like a Sabbathy, Allison Chainsy, like a darky feel kind of one part. Oh yeah, it's man. Well, I mean, it's just all over the place. It's all different. I mean, the guitars are on, I can't get a song. It's like the second or third song in before the sin song. At the end, it breaks down to the guitar solo goes on one side, then the other, and the drums right. have like this little fill. It is so good. <laughs> and there's a couple of songs I actually feel like they're playing. And, you know, they like to play, they, you guys hit a note, and they pull back, and then you sing. And that might right. be a spin song, actually. It feels like it's just like a tease and then snap. It's, it's pretty it's good. All, it's all, uh, man, we, uh, this record was so, uh, the most organic thing I've ever done as far as uh, when it started going, you know, there was, yeah. uh, there was little parts where it got, where we got stuck on little hills and, and things, but uh, man, it was just uh, everything was in house. It was something that one of one of us or somebody in our circle crew or something had been through, and uh, it was just uh, you know uh, we just lived it all, man. And it just came out that way, and we were in a totally a uh, supernova supernova sound uh, Memphis. The studio uh, is the most comfortable place I've ever been in, and uh, it just it just kind of fell together, you know. As uh, who produced it? Who produced it? Uh, Dave Cal from uh, uh, 
Supernova Sound Memphis. Yeah. He uh he's been running around Memphis for a while and I've been wanting to work with him and uh he just built a studio right by right behind my neighborhood and I went down there and hung out one night and he was letting me hear stuff and he turned around and goes, Now if you do your next record with me, it'll sound this big and it'll it, cost it this does. much. Yeah. <laughs> I said, I'm in, we'll try it. It was um yeah, well, actually it does. It's, it's got a great sound though. So he's 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 someone. Oh, he's got a, he's got a he's like our sixth member. He's a he's got a, a real natural ear. He's a, a guitar player. He can sing his butt off. Uh, uh, just all around good guy. You know, he, uh, I took him. Uh, I think Frey Frey was the song that I had the least. Uh, Frey and when it goes away were probably the ones that were least done. And I, I just mm-hmm. went there and showed him the. Basically, I had a verse and a chorus, and uh, I was having trouble with a little bridge part or just trying to, you know, give it somewhere to go. And uh, he jumped right in there and threw stuff at me. And we, uh, you know, that was uh, just his producer hat was really what I was wanting to go uh, and, and, and experiment with, you know, because uh, I can write all this p- stuff and have a, a million pieces, but uh, unless somebody makes me put it in order, it's just a big you know well, a man well the phrase is interesting because it does have a lot of layers to it right you know you feel like there's a lot of different things i mean it, it all works together it's like a puzzle i can see that would be like a real challenge to put that one together because there's like you have like a lot of little oh know, yeah man it just morphed in it. into uh you know it just kind of morphed into and that's kind of going back to i didn't want to you know make it where it had to be this vein because i didn't want it to sound this way i just wanted it the the thing uh when i started talking about fray was there's this thing where I'll go work and there's a metal cable and it's got these things that come out and if it yeah. sticks you in the hand, it hurts. And, and, and it made me think of that. So, uh, you know, it's, uh, God, it, I don't know. I can't explain it. It's uh, it was magical. Uh, first time what, it ever happened like that. So what, what I like the, the album is not, and I listened to a few times and what I always do with, with new albums, artists, and I like to go back to the old ones and kind of check them out and kind of see, you know, it's kind of, kind of fun actually. And um, you can kind of tell. And as I was saying, I think this album's, probably stronger than your first album doesn't have the same you can't compare them sonically because it was a different time right period. right but but songwriting wise and production wise right it, it oh, doesn't yeah. it doesn't feel dated but it still sounds like the band right because it's you it's your voice you you you, you know well that's a, that's one of the things i wanted with, with dave that's you know he goes we got to keep you know, uh, he's he's recording all the new bands, so and that's what I really needed. I say I need you to take me here, what you do, uh, take my old redneck country songs or whatever yeah. you want to call them, and and put your wang to them. And uh, you know, uh, the whole idea when I started working with him, we went in and recorded "Breathe." That was the first song, uh, yeah. last song we written, and uh, we just did a test. You know, let's do one song, make sure we can work together and all that. And uh, when "Breathe," when I got "Breathe" back, you know. And we worked our butts off on it. Uh, I got it back. And I said, "Man, this is so much different than than what I've done." And mm-hmm. it, it seems current, and it seems, uh, you know, it just seems like now, you know. And, uh, it feels like the next progression to up from grind, you know. It definitely right. And, and I felt those two records kind of they kind of you could see where we were going with yeah, grind yeah. records. That's it's, it's, there's some great songs on grind too. So it's not that. It's just this one just feels like it's literally maybe two steps like you think everyone at this flight right. of stairs at this point i mean you're raising the bar yourself next time you gotta really <laughs> right challenge well, I think, you know the the thing that really helped that was i think we recorded um god we recorded grind in two like two two week sessions you know just uh we had two weeks to record the first half and then when we got hooked up with uh with bill chavis and highball 
he wanted to do a full record so we went and cut the other half but that was another two yeah. weeks but you know when i when i called uh you know the bill when we started writing all these songs he would every day go you're gonna send me a song i never sent him nothing what we were going the direction <laughs> nothing until we were almost done recording and um but the thing of it was, is he called me and goes, uh, you want to record Dave Kelly? He goes, I got you nine weeks in the studio. And oh. man, nine weeks in the studio this day, you know, uh, shoot, man, That's I was crazy. just like, you got time to go in and actually work and 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 tinker with stuff and, and uh, you know, get tone and where you're not doing, okay, I got to track seven songs today because <laughs> I got to get tomorrow. So that was a that was a beautiful thing for him. He uh, He really stepped in and he did me a solid on the whole whole thing. He's my partner. Well, it's, it, it, it sounds, I mean, I, honestly, it, like, I was listening, I was, I was thinking, I'm like, man, if this was like released when, when, when records could actually sell, like big. Right, right. Like, this, would, this, this would have been like huge. It would have been like a platinum album, like double, right. be, I mean, no one can get a platinum album on you. Like, you know, Aerosmith's not, <laughs> can't, right. not anymore. Well, maybe like one person might by accident, you know, but um, it's huge. It, 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 it's, it's good. I like seeing, especially see a lot of bands from, that held over all the years, you know, took, right. took, took, took the lumps when grunge came. Got right back out. Right. Just kept doing rock and roll. I just kept doing it. Well, see that grunge man. When grunge came in, I was uh, we were out on tour on our second record, so we watched it come in. And you know, we were. Uh, I was. That's my whole fight with the label when we were starting right on third record was, you know, music's changing. It's street music now. It's more, you know, bang for your buck. You know, uh, it's, it's just you know, it's the same to me. It was more real and and you know our music. Uh, rock and roll it or metal whatever you want to call it back then man it just got really really washed i mean you know you i think you just, guys i'm sorry i think you guys actually of uh, the bands because you were you were less the claim i felt that like you actually were more of a southern metal band like i, right. I saw you guys I, I saw you in um atlanta it was like 1990 probably down like at the cotton much. club at the cotton <laughs> club yes who, who else right. did you play with who else did you play with oh man I, I know one time we played with dora pesh and some um God, I can't even remember. I remember seeing Dora actually at the Cotton Club too one time. Right. I saw a lot of, I, I went to college there, so I saw so many bands. I actually right. was on the record label for In Effect Records, so I was everywhere. I that love place. that room, man. It was a big old wood room. It sounded great. Yeah, it was a great place. Um, but I remember in, in class, I was going to school for production, that my, my teacher says, oh, my cousin, I think she was her cousin. Someone in her family was like the guitarist that bass played in the band. And that's all she talked right. about. Go down to see the band, go down to see the band. I was like, oh, well, see you at the show. <laughs> But um, yeah, it, but when I saw you guys, because I you know I heard like one or two songs, you know what I mean, right? The videos. But when I saw you guys, I'm like, man, it, 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 I mean, you guys didn't even feel like you were glammy, you know. You were just more of a, a more of a street rock band, you know, just like right. you know, just like like Little Caesar and everything else. Just kind of just go up on the stage and jam type of band, right. you know. Less image. Um, that was uh, that was our biggest. Uh, I, I think our biggest obstacle we've fought with all these years is just because of the time right that we were signed you know we're automatically a, a hair band or a poser band or whatever you want to call it, you know and there's poser bands and hair bands and everything out there i like good is good and and shit is shit so right. well, thing, i love and i, I say i love thrash and I'll, I'll listen to glam i listen to everything but if we're just talking straight labels of, of the genre and the time and how it transpired right. it's got nothing to do with some of the bands because I, I wish everything carried over i think i think i do always say metal ate itself because it got, became a copy of a copy of a copy of like a parody right. it was right for the picking when grunge came in you know what right I mean? yeah oh it was it was screaming for it. it had to have something happen or it would just right. it's where country is now i think <laughs> or getting there anyway getting there. it feels like it's been there for a while um right 
I'm more more of a fan of the old the older outlaw stuff myself. Um, right, man. That's what I've been listening to. I've been listening to a bunch of bunch of Johnny Cash and yep. uh, just the, you know the real old stuff. You know uh, yep. the the classic old country station. <laughs> all the old stuff, you know, and Will and Jennings and, and, and old Willie and everything. You know, all the old stuff. I'm not much yeah. for newer newer shiny glitzy boots, but but um. So actually, let's step, let's go back to so you, you got that first album out. You guys probably toured like a ton for the first album, right? Oh yeah, man. We were uh, we were out for uh, probably a year just in a van. <laughs> you said so. The first band. How long did you have to put the album together when you first got that deal? Uh, oh, the for the first record. Yeah. Oh man, it was uh, it was done before I went and showcased. Uh, that's you know, Guns and Roses and everything. Would, it came out and and you know Guns and Roses was definitely a pillar. They changed the whole face of of rock and roll and uh, you know that was out and it was uh, you know Skid Row I think was it just came out or getting ready to come mm-hmm. out and uh, so I had the record pretty much written and I knew that's what I was doing. I was down in Nashville living in a ten by twenty store all unit uh, with a guitar, sleeping bag, a black and white TV and uh, and me <laughs> and uh, you know I just started writing songs and wanting the deal and. Uh, I hooked up with these, uh, actually Jim uh, Phipps, my old drummer, he was playing in another band in Nashville. And uh, I went down and kind of joined them and we kind of just got rid of everybody that we didn't want in that band and, and started showcasing. And uh, uh, my manager at the time, Doc Fields, he said, when you get the band together, let me know. I'll come and see it and we'll do it. And uh, I played him 12 songs and we were in Memphis and it was just like, we played 13 shows. We had a, a record deal and uh, and we were over our heads from the time we did the showcase. So, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. I mean, but you, it was fun. <laughs> your sound and, your, and even your voice, even like, use recycling. I think the tone was so out of time. Like for, for Love Can Make You Blind, the notes, the keys that you guys would do right. were so different. It was more of actually not grunge. We am saying more that the harmonies were so different and less of a uh a, a pretty pretty, pretty yeah pretty but it was like a, a really not haunting it was just it just had this really cutting sound right like, oh you weren't here there's nothing else like that for for that that, that the um the key you guys were in for that right and, and, I, and Man, I was, uh, that time. record uh, that record has some songs uh i mean uh, when i go back the only thing i really hated about that record was not being smart enough to to know production and you know no, just know what was going on we were like you know four kids sitting there going hey <laughs> we're recording but uh you know uh, uh just the overall sound of the record it's raw that's the one thing i only i like about the first i record. actually think it's good i think so it's, it's there's a lot of bands that actually became huge it wasn't the day and i think right. the first albums were very glossy looking right. not glossy looking to it you know the, the sound was kind of like in the middle Yours was one of the ones that wasn't, you know, I, 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 by then I had a little more raw than too overproduced, you know what I mean? Right. We only had one reverb. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, but it was kicking. So, so you guys got that album out and so you toured, was it, it was 89, 90, right? 90? Yeah, yeah, 89, 90, we did that. And then, um, then we jumped into, uh, God, what is it called? Uh, Wake Up Screaming. And uh, yep. that's where I, that's where I messed up. Uh, I was uh, watching, uh, kind of watching uh, the the grunge thing happen, and it was starting to, to form. And uh, yeah, uh, and we went out and did that. Uh, bad thing about that is I let uh, I sold my soul. You know, I 
I did some stuff for money. They got, you do a couple of these songs, we'll give you some money and get them put in a movie. And yeah, you know, good songs they were, but they were out of time. I did a, one of the songs on there. Um, I think if I had my way and when I was, I hate myself and when I was tobacco road and, you know, Clive Davis called me and said, man, if you do this, I'll give you some money. If you do this song, a tobacco road and these other two and I, uh, you know, we'll get them on a soundtrack <laughs> and I sold my soul to the devil. Oh, come on. I'll stop. <laughs> save, save, the, save the drama for like uh, the housewives or something right so, clive davis <laughs> calls you and asks you to do a song a cool song like tobacco road come on that's right what you're, saying, you're not you're not on stage with beyonce writing songs for Eminem or something. <laughs> well i wasn't gonna i wasn't gonna say no i know that but uh oh, but those are those are not that's not selling your soul man it might you might have felt different if you look back though it's you you it's music it's, it's in your it's in your range you know what i mean right now if you became like well, see, a dance band back then only way I was looking at it was, uh, you know, I, I figured nobody was going to do it better than David Lee did it. You know, I was a big Van Halen fan growing yep. up. And, uh, you know, and that, every time I heard it, when I hear my redneck butt doing it and I hear David Lee doing it, it's just, it's just <laughs> different. But, hey, like I said, uh, Clive Davis, don't, uh, he don't call many people and ask them for much. So, uh, you know. How did you uh, guys get so uh, so tight with him like that? How did that? Man, he, he just came and I don't know. He I came down to saw you, right? He literally came down. Ready. When you guys showcase, he saw you, right? Yeah, yeah. That's he, not uh, a thing he did, right? I think it was. He, uh, he came there. down and and hung out with us and took my boots home and put them on his desk for a year. And uh, I don't know. He just he, he <laughs> liked boots? us because we were ratty. Yeah, he took my old ratty cowboy. I had a a guitar string and duct tape and beer can holding it all together. And uh, he put them on his desk for a year. You know, every time we'd go in there and listen to something, he would. They were sitting there on his desk. <laughs> that's pretty funny <laughs> he said look at these little redneck boys they don't know what they're doing <laughs> well i think he saw he saw something in you guys I, you know it's pretty good so well you have, well, you have clive backing you for a while at least and then the music industry just drops out and i, and I don't think anybody could have survived i mean it was just yeah man, just it was... and, and the record labels and the, and, and, the, and the agents back then weren't loyal these are only a few producers were doing it nobody was helping each other it was just right. nobody could do it, and you know the biggest complaint is nobody. I, I always say nobody could work an album like in the seventies anymore. And build right, it. man. Right. You know who can release a double platinum album the first time out? You know. How you know? Well, you did. When I was growing when I was growing up. I would hear about records, and you'd have to go out and you know it's not as easy as it is today. Yeah. I would you hear about a good record, you had to go to the music store and dig through the box and and find it, and then mm -hmm. you know and ante up the seven bucks for it or whatever it was. And, uh, it's literally that's, that's literally me on the weekends at a, at a vinyl shop looking for records <laughs> so right. dig into the piles of vinyl for a good vinyl <laughs> that's what i do now um so that's pretty cool so you guys did the so you did the, the, the wake up one i do remember that came out and um i mean i remember everybody got wiped out i remember was it i remember Jane lane said he goes it was, we came in and when our first, second album we had the thing the, the the label we walked in the big album thing was beyond the wall he right. goes, we got for second meeting our picture wasn't there anymore. It was Alice in Chains. He goes, and I just knew. I <laughs> were changing, you know. That was right. it. Um, I mean, everybody got annihilated. So was that your last song, uh, your last album with Clive and the guys at that point? Uh, yeah, I mean, that's when we were, uh, man, we were sending, uh, that's what you was talking about, the record label and everything not being loyal, oh, yeah. you know. Our whole, uh, our A&R man was gone. All the A&R department was different. Yeah. Um, What's that going to and then we come into, you know, somebody that don't know us and um, we were sending them song after song. And, you know, like I said, we were out on the road. We seen grunge coming in. So we were writing a little darker and, a, mm -hmm. you know, and a little more street. And uh, 
all they wanted was another left to make you blind. I was like, man, it's, that's done. You know, it's, uh, uh, you know, and if I could pop another one out and, and it just happened to do like that, more power to it. But, uh, it just music would change, you know, it, it, yeah. it, it, it took a big 90 turn and, uh, you know, that's where it was. <laughs> yeah. But you, you guys didn't veer off track with your sound. That was pretty, you guys are pretty legit to what you were before. Yeah. I mean, I can't go far with a voice like this, you know, <laughs> we're going to be, uh, you know, country, uh, I, I don't even know if what you would call it. Uh, just whatever riff these guys play or I play on my guitar, man, if it hits me the right way that I, then I'm writing it. We, you know, we're six songs into writing a new record. We just recorded one, <laughs> you know, a while back. So that's what we do. <laughs> that's awesome. So actually, as I'm line, trying to figure out which album, so you left, so I have to wake up was when they dropped you. And then you guys were just, just trying to tour, trying to keep it together at that point. Uh, yeah, just trying to, you know, that was a, that was a big gray area. You know, you, you run into your little demons on the road and out doing yeah. this stuff and uh, had to deal with that. And, um, you know, the band was falling apart. Two of the guys went straight out of high school, straight into a record deal. And then the record deal was gone. So they were, you know, they were, they were, uh, you know, they were getting, uh, getting back home and getting uh, situated. And uh, I just kept trying to put it back together. And I got Travis Hall and uh, Troy Fleming uh, with me. And um, I started writing songs and we started, you know, shopping. Uh, we wrote the, actually the backtrack. Backtracks, okay, yeah. That's what I wrote then. And I recorded it then. And I sent it to uh, uh, Richard down here at Geffen in Nashville. And uh, he, was, he called back and he goes, man, I love it. I just don't know what to do with it, you know. And that was before... You know, that was before, uh, you know, Zach Wilde was doing, uh, you know, the banjo guitar and all that mm -hmm. stuff. Uh, I just went real, really, uh, with that backtrack record, I just went really, you know, my buddies called it some kind of hillbilly redneck metal or something. But uh, I just thought it was real Southern sounding. We just threw some traditional, you know, Southern instruments with it and, uh, you know, just made it rock and roll. And, you know, I shopped it and shopped it, but it was just like, I was like, man, we're so far, we're either so far ahead, we're behind, or it's just out of craziness that, the, you know, this rock and roll and bluegrass stuff fitting together. And then lo and behold, Zach came out a little while later and there it went. Because <laughs> I've noticed Backtracks is popping up everywhere now. It's, you know, we're Oh, you know, man, that, I, I watched that thing sell on eBay for 1800 bucks. I was like, are you, are you kidding me? <laughs> You're like, I, I got a box of them I can sell. Yeah, price. Right. <laughs> <laughs> In the garage. I got a bunch of them. Right. Man. Let's make a deal. <laughs> right on. Crazy. No, but it feels like like over the years, though, like it's finally catching steam. Like it's, you know, out there. But then grind. Then you, then you grind. Right. And that was clearly your, your your strong band album right well we threw a couple records in there we did a record uh we did uh see we did smoking delta voodoo with uh with paris records and then we did uh deeper shade of gray with paris and they're getting re-released i think uh we've already re-released one of them and um the deeper shade of gray know, i don't think i've ever heard it's yeah it's, it's, uh, there's some tracks out there on youtube of like your um the smoking delta one i think there's a couple songs out there I think. right but that was probably my best songwriting spurt up until grind in this record uh it's uh, it, it was uh far as song content the the songs are great on there i was coming out of a really bad drug addiction doing it uh i sold everything the last bit of everything i had from my record deal I sold my uh my, my corvette to jeff karn who was playing guitar with me and uh, uh we threw every bit of money in it and recorded that record and i had it in my briefcase for 
I don't know how many, uh, two or three years before uh, I got with Paris and they wanted to put it out, you know, and then Bill Chavis wanted to put it out, but yeah, man. <laughs> That's cool. So at least getting a second, a second win now, you know, I think you guys are uh, on a, on a up streak now at this point. Yeah, man, we're trying anyway. <laughs> well, you're, you're locked in. I think you have a pace now. I don't think it's going to, it's going to, you know, waver as long as you guys keep the track of just. As soon as they let locking. us in the door, they can't get us out. <laughs> No, but I think the band has really clicked it really. And maybe that's the other part of how, how, how tight you guys are. Oh, man, the chemistry with the band, man, when we, uh, you know, we got Alan Bone right before we recorded this record. And we had a couple of road shows to do. So we were throwing, you know, uh, 18, 20 songs at him. And then after we were, you know, writing, with, uh, rehearsing that with him at night, we, we started tinkering around writing. And uh, he's just got a little bit of different feel. And uh, he just fell in, man. He was just like one of us. and. Uh, you know, I just said let's let's start let's start writing this record, and uh, man, it just came together. And the band is the chemistry is so good with the band right now, man. It's uh, and that's you know that's that's a big part of anything in this is uh, you got to have chemistry with the people, and everybody's got to have their yeah. mind and in, going in the same direction. And uh, you know, and everybody in this band knows you live by twelve songs, ten or twelve songs at at each time. You know, <laughs> better the songs, longer you don't have to work between records. <laughs> <laughs> true true so you know it's um it's it's crazy because what would grind and then this one so we, you, actually you, you lose a few you know, weren't you new members right between grind and there yeah i lost my two guitar players um and then you know drummers uh my the original drummer jim phipps he wanted back in after he heard the grind record he called and called <laughs> and i got him back in and then two months later he was out and uh but it's good because uh it really it put me in a really bad spot, but it opened the door for Alan Bone to step in. And, uh, you know, like I said, he uh, he came in and took over all the, uh, you know, I, I throw him what I got and he shows me what, uh, you know, the drum. He came in with the drums on uh, on the new record on When It Goes Away. And uh, I just thought it was genius. He went to Tom's instead of trying to do a, you know, just a straight rock beat, which we'll get to that, I guess. <laughs> It, it's it's good it's a good album man it's just it's really it's heavy i love how heavy it is you know heavy melodic and heavy <laughs> it is and it, you know it's funny it goes back to your to the, like the, the love is blind thing you, you, there's a there's a melody in there and your things right but it's not like a, a pretty boy melody but there's like a melody that it's like a constant thing that kind of like rides on through right like when you're uh when you're going through a situation that thing that rides on your shoulder that's yeah. you know it's, it's what it is. But, it, but it's your own thing. I mean, what's what were your singles off you had for Grind? You had a couple, right? For Grind, you had a few. We had uh, Loco Crazy. Uh, we yep. had Blown Away. And I think that's it. Those two, I imagine, are going to say. Uh-oh, what happened? You there? I'm here. I'm okay, here. I thought I lost you. My, no. my phone started acting crazy. No, say, I, I said, no, those, those songs got to be, be in your, uh, your set list, I'm sure, right? Oh yeah, man. Uh, you know, I go when I go uh, when I go out on a new record. What I usually do is when I was growing up and I went and seen you know my bands that I wanted to see Priest, Van Halen, whoever. Uh, when they had a new record out, they played the new record, and then they, you know, I always I always play Love Walls, Long Hair Country Boy. Yep. And then the majority of the of the show would probably be grind songs and the new record, you know, or yeah, or. Uh, you know, we throw, we try to pick, you know, we got a couple records. So 
you know, we don't, people get bored after two and a half hours. So, uh, you know, we try to make it where we hit a little bit of everything. Yep. Uh, but, uh, you guys play I'm for two and a half hours? New, huh? You guys play for two and a half hours? Oh, we were doing two hours and 45 and, uh, that man was killing me. <laughs> wow. You like Dave it was, yeah, it was just, it was just <laughs> brutal, dumb, you know, but, uh, we've knocked it down. We do about an hour and a half, you know, we might start having fun. We'll kick around for another 30 minutes or whatever. And, and uh, play around but uh yeah man i just try to sell push new songs and play the you know uh the people that come and seen us and have come and seen me play ever since i started this you know I always play the songs that uh you know the the ones that uh that got me there you know oh yeah uh, especially like love and you know uh, walls and all that stuff you know and uh that's why i kind of redid love because uh i didn't really give it as justice here lately uh for the last couple of years, I played that song so much, I just really hated it. So I just, when we did this record, I wanted to do yeah. a vamp version and bring it back up to where it's a little fresh. And and, uh, and that's what we did. <laughs> it's good. Sorry. It's good. No, no, it's your stuff. Um, so you, you, have, you have Breathe for the video. And what was the other one you have? Here's to the one. Here's the one. And you said you're going to yeah. do a third? The next one is Sin in My Heart. And then I think the next one after that is either uh, when it goes away or fray. I'm not. I'm not sure yet. Those are pretty good choices. I think when it goes away would be my off the top of my head. I'd. That's that the one. saddest of all songs, man. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's so great about it. It's so dark. It's so good. You know the thing about that song is every time we played it, you know, it's so easy. That song, all the ballads, you can go just a, this way to the right a little bit and it's it, it's almost uh you know every kind of the ballad like that will almost fall into the every rose category or something you know every rose has its thorn category or and i just wanted this to be uh where i was at uh in my house i, I was really on a on a down you know and the real sad things were were uh you know just not good and uh I, john kept coming in and playing it and he would play it and i was like and I kept messing with him, and he finally goes, man, when I got here today, I was in a great mood. <laughs> he said, now I'm just mad and, and pissed off at the world. And I said, great, now let's go play it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I just I just wanted it to, you know, when it goes away, is a, it's a little stupid saying, but it means a whole lot, you know. Uh, you know, you're yeah. waiting for uh, the pain to go away. You're waiting for the... It's a good song. It's powerful. You know. But you know what it is? It's, it's a good, sad song. But see, I, I don't think anything you've done ever compares to you know, every rose, that's its own little <laughs> thing. This yours is just more it's more like just a, a darker, sad song. I, I don't I would right. it's it's too different. I don't think anything is yourself compares over like that. It's it's its own thing. Right. Um, but that I think it'd be an awesome single myself. All right. So are I you guys too. um gonna do any any like events like online or anything? Are you guys doing small things? Uh, well we're trying to get uh we're trying to get up and do some streaming things and we had it kind of worked out. And down here where I live, they kind of, you know, lifted it and we were starting to, to do a little bit of playing and our, we were supposed to play Saturday night. And then uh, uh, I think it was um, the other night when we were supposed to do our thing, uh, everything got canceled again. And uh, uh, so right, as of right now, uh, the only thing on our books is practice Friday. <laughs> so, so yeah, so actually, so when you get out, so when it's the sun, hopefully at some point, you know, it's gonna be a weird year for everybody. Right. You already have some songs written. You're gonna demo those and then push this album first, right? Because this album should be—it's oh, hard because album, the album's yeah. out now. We're just getting ahead of the game right now. We're uh, we're doing a uh, 
we did a, a a kiss thing the other night and we uh we did a very cool version of come on and love me emn styled and we're gonna record that and just just because uh uh just because <laughs> and then uh like i said we uh, i don't know you know the coven thing when we were recording the record we were pretty much done we were kind of waiting on mixes and stuff like that when uh, when that hit real hard so only thing we've had to do since the since it hit uh it hit we we just been in a practice room so you know we played the songs we've worked through the set we've made a new set we've uh fine-tuned all the new record where we're playing them the band is playing them spectacular and uh and then you know we just got you know our, our brain started working and we just started somebody started throwing out ideas and the next thing you know it's like man we got six songs started we got probably four 80 80 90 percent done one that's real close uh i said damn we're almost halfway done with another record <laughs> so, <laughs> well, that's so good. you know and that's not a bad thing having too many songs is never a bad thing in my book so <laughs> no you might end up uh doing another grind thing for three years of this new album though it's pretty good right i can tell you i think there's gonna be a lot of competition too i, I keep saying that everyone everybody better have a good album coming out from here there's no i would, no hope, you know, I would think everybody should be in their woodshedding and getting their shit together <laughs> i'm expecting a lot of good albums coming out in 21. right you're yeah like, you know, know. <laughs> you're like i don't know I, I can't buy everything at once there's so much good stuff now everyone's gonna come out and play every all your bands are gonna come out and play these great albums it's gonna be crazy so that's cool. but that's what's cool though you know that's that's the that's the one thing about the internet, you know, it, it took away the, to me, it took away the, the pigeonholing of a, a genre or whatever, you know, as you go in there and find good stuff, man, I love everything from bluegrass to, you know, the heaviest of heavy, you know, so, yeah. and uh, one of my favorite bands in the whole wide world is Alice in Chains, so, uh, <laughs> and that's a beautiful thing. It is a good thing, and it's funny, because, like, the one song I heard, it's like, Feels like that's, but it didn't feel like uh, like Alice in Chains actually itself. Right. Just like uh, some songs actually felt Black Sabbathy without sounding like Black yeah. Sabbath too. It's just well, I know it's it, it is uh, the song uh, is uh, unstained, and yeah, it um, yes, it is. And uh, you know the whole record. You know, uh, I, when I growing up writing songs and learning this craft, you know, I I watched my and all of us did. We watched our heroes. And then you take the cool things from them to me or, or the, you know, something you heard them write and then you take it and do your version of it. Cause I mean, there's only so many notes <laughs> that we can play. So um, you just kind of take it and form, uh, you know, your heroes into what you do. And then uh, I, I think uh, if it shows Alice in Chains, if it shows Black Sabbath, if it shows, uh, you know, Priest, Van Halen, kiss whatever you know i i, I think that's uh it should you know if if you're a, a kid growing up listening well it's a feel you know. it's not it's not it's not, the, it's not actually a sound because the problem is yeah when, when grunge killed itself there was even right. self, they were they were actually copying your alice in chains and your pearl jams and they just became right. the same thing and that that's not cool this and like a lot of bands do is you kind of you get the feel there's like an energy and a, a soundish you know i mean but it's not right. actually them you go oh yeah i could hear an influence but you're not like i know that riff i've already heard that riff right. now. You're, yeah you're yeah, playing backwards like now right. <laughs> everyone's got flannels around them and they're trying to play backwards no 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 it's 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 a different thing right yeah. and i actually think it's generational i think a lot of bands from from our age group back then take influences like that i think would happen a lot in the 90s a lot of the new metal bands i think they were kind of copying 
pasting it more. Well, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It didn't yeah, feel like it's not being original. Just like, oh, rap sound is good. And then, oh, I remember metal. Let's just put them together. But it literally right. sounded like a rap song I knew. And it just freestyle, you know. Right. Just, you know? Um, that, that's really cool, though. Well, it's been awesome talking to you, man. I appreciate it. Well, I'm glad we finally got to do it, man. I feel like an idiot. And I was like, man, I don't know. I, I couldn't get nothing to happen. I was like, but uh, yeah, man, I appreciate you talking to us, man. Uh, you know, we're just a Tennessee rock band just trying to stay alive. <laughs> you, guys, you, guys are, you guys are jamming. I, I want to support all you guys and get the word out there. So uh, everything we talked about and anything else you think of, we're going to put the links underneath on here. Oh, uh, man, we'll, we'll post. you know, uh, what's our website? We got emnrocks.com. We got, um, you know, have all music. Um, you know, check us out on Facebook. Uh, if you hear us playing somewhere, come check us out. Come with an open mind. And, uh, man, uh, it's just rock and roll. It ain't going to hurt nobody. It's just, uh, it's just rock Maybe a little rock. bit. Maybe a little bit. Maybe a little bit afterwards. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good thing. But uh, I want to thank you for your time, man. And then um, you got more stuff coming up. We'll, we'll talk again, all right? Yes, sir, man. Thank you. All right, cool. Thank you, brother. Thank you, man. Take care.